previously in dark places. Seeing uh, like a gray thing up in the sky and it was like weird. It was like traveling like really fast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We're so glad you joined us here today. In honor of the Pentagon releasing everything they have about UFOs, we're going to be talking about UFOs on this episode. If you've had a sighting of UFO or a ghost or a demon or a dogman or a Bigfoot or anything that people says do not really exist in the world, we'd love to hear from you. Send an email to endarplacespod at hotmail.com. Las Vegas, June 24, 2021. PRN Newswire, the release, oh, the released, not release, released, a UAP task force report is a great official addition to the thousands of USO, UFO sightings reported around the world for the past decades. And even if the Pentagon isn't acknowledging there's extraterrestrial origins, it becomes impossible to ignore them, uh, said Daniel Turcotte. Um, he is the head of the Raylan guide and the head of both the embassy and extraterrestrial projects and the alliance of extraterrestrial diplomatic contact it is time for the un to discuss the protocol to welcome the human beings who have patiently and peacefully showed their presence to the public for decades uh, recently uh, news publications also reported about China having its own UAP task force involving AI detection and analysis. According to the recent publications about China's involvement into UFO research, Chinese officials are intending to address UFOs at the United Nations, explained Chircott. Uh, these publications are in line with the global awareness campaign organized by the international Raylion movement since last April seeking the support of the citizens worldwide to request their permanent representatives to the United Nations to support a diplomatic protocol for an embassy for extraterrestrials. Are we kidding? Really? <laughs> this, this almost sounds made up. <laughs> Our task is to have the United Nations adopt an addendum to the 1961 Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations entitled optional protocol concerning embassies for extraterrestrials. The UN Secretary General's office has stated that the Secretary General could open a debate on the issue if asked by a significant number of UN members, states, ambassadors. The International Raylion Movement was lost a, has lost a worldwide campaign to make it happen. The International Raylion Movement also denounces any attempts made by some experts to use the UAP Task Force report as evidence of threat to national security and our planet. Those who control these unidentified vehicles obviously want to be seen and have technology that is far beyond our own, 
including our weapons technology, our main teachings, states that these human beings come from another planet and are scientists who create all forms of life on Earth a long time ago and who were mistaken for gods by our ancestors. They wish to be welcomed back to Earth now that we can understand that life can be created scientifically. Oh, this guy's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, that's not how I learned about how life came about. <laughs> um, so take that story for what it's worth. Um, what I think this guy needs is a whole lot of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's just all I got to say about it. I mean, uh, yeah, scientists... Science can actually create human beings, I guess. Well, if he means by God, I would agree with him. But I don't think that's what he means. This one comes from our buddy Stan Gordon on June 25th. UFO sightings reported in Cambria and Allegheny counties in Pennsylvania. Other UFO incidents continue as well in the Keystone State. This is by Stan Gordon. On the evening of June 12, 2021, I received a phone call of a possible UFO sighting from the southwest section of Cambria County, Pennsylvania. The witness at about 7.18 p.m. observed an unusual object in the sky that appeared to be about 200 feet above the ground. Described the object as shaped like a cigar and appeared to have no wings. Front and rear section of the object appeared to be white or silver in color and seemed to be rounded. The center of the object was a grayish blue color. The observer stated that the object was moving so slow that he couldn't understand how it was maintaining flight. He saw it for about 40 to 45 seconds and didn't have time to grab his camera. At about 7.29 p.m., the man saw the object again. However, this time, it was at a higher altitude and going in a different direction. He did have his older model Nikon digital camera with a small viewer with him. He quickly took four or five pictures and was surprised that he had captured one picture of the object. There's no sound heard from the object as it moved away in the distance. There were no blimps reportedly operating in the area at the time. Stan has a picture of the object that the man captured on his website, stangordon.info. At 11.27 p.m., I received another phone UFO report from a suburb of Pittsburgh in Allegheny County. This location is about 60 miles from where the other sighting occurred in Cambria County. The witness provided me the details of the strange object he observed earlier that evening around 8.30 p.m. He had noticed a dark object approaching from the southwest. Witness had a hard time describing what he saw since it was so unusual. The man estimated that what he saw began to hover at about 1,500 feet in the sky. It was completely silent, black in color, and was rounded and long. It had no lights or windows. He ran and grabbed a set of binoculars. Inside the object appeared to be bulbous. The center of the object was thin. The entire object was estimated to be about 75 feet in length. 
As the witness watched, the observation became more unusual. The man tried to explain that the object was physically changing form. He said it looked like it was gelatinous at times, stretch and shrink, and then go back to its original shape. After a few minutes, the object began to pick up speed and move toward the northwest. When it accelerated, it seemed to keep the same speed as it moved out of sight, moving in the direction of Butler County. And Stan has a couple of drawings that the witness provided to him on his website, stangordon.info. Be sure to go check those out. He has an addendum here that says, there have been other UFO sighting reports originating from around Cambria County for several months and in more recent weeks. Other reports of large, bright, amber-colored spherical objects in the sky, as well as smaller balls of light low to the ground, have also been reported from the area as well. Earlier this year, an interesting series of UFO incidents took place around the greater Pittsburgh area and elsewhere. There were some low-level sightings reported, and some incidents were reported in populated areas. And you can read those on Stan's website. Under the story called, Numerous UFO sightings are being reported in the Pittsburgh area from across Pennsylvania on March 29th. If you've seen anything unusual in the sky, you can contact Stan at 724-838-7768 or email him at paufo at comcast.net. Thank you, Stan Gordon. Cool stuff going on in Pennsylvania. So now we're going to read some actual UFO reports. Well, this story here out of Burlington, Ohio, on May 19th, 2021, um, it's kind of the significance of that is that's where I was raised. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm 10 minutes from there right now. Huh. And what's crazy is that happened on the 19th of May, and my birthday's on the 20th. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's wild. He said, observed seven lights in the western sky that illuminated one by individually from left to right. Uh, position remained fixed, no movement. The first five were in a straight line and lit up from left to right. The last two were higher in the sky and closer to me to the right. Clear sky could see moon and stars. This was the second time I have observed this type of event in this area. First was in 2014. Oh, I'd like to know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool to look at. I, well, yeah, I'd go talk to him because, I mean, I just come through Burlington 15 minutes ago. It's crazy. Anybody that knows anything about South Point or Burlington or Chesapeake right here, there's a there's a big Walmart there in, in Burlington. Uh, there's the, the story of the Burlington 37 where the 37 slaves walked from Virginia and settled the town of Burlington. Um yeah, yeah, that's right here in my backyard. I don't have any recent West Virginia sightings, so this here was Churchill, Tennessee. At 11.08 p.m. on May 22nd, approximately 30 degrees north, northwest, seen lights appear from left to right, about one and a half seconds apart, appearing in a line. This one could be Starlink. Proceeded east after a short distance disappearing. 
following each other in a straight line under light clouds. It appears to have been rotating and stationary. Hmm. Not Starlink. <laughs> no noise, but this object has to be gigantic in size. Shortly before, we heard like a blast of wind exactly 60 degrees east of the object. It was calm, quiet, no wind, still night. I tried to video with a cell phone, but everything was like a television with no channel, white noise. My son's phone started to randomly take pictures on his own. Well, even if it was Starlink, I'd never known somebody's phone to just randomly start taking pictures. <laughs> of course, that could be NSA. I mean, <laughs> when you do the uh, UFO stuff with Appalachian UFO research, do you find that there's like any, um, any like circumstances that people see more or an area where they see more at a certain time of year or a certain time of, you know, in the winter or the spring or fall or. Um, I'm not seeing any kind of correlation like that. It's weird. You think there'd be something just to kind of tie it all together, but it's just always random. It's weird. And the ones that always fascinated me was when somebody says there was a, an object flew over the size of a building. And I always think of a Walmart, you know, flying, floating through the air. And I'm thinking, how are not people freaking out and talking about this all over? Not, you know, it just seems to be that maybe other people see it, but there'll only be one or two go, oh, yeah, I saw it. It was as big as a Walmart going over top of my house. Yeah. You would think that something like that would be, you know, like on the at least your local news anyway. Yeah, it looks like it. Here's one from Seaman, Ohio, which isn't that far from me. I mean, it's probably our. Uh, this happened June 13th, 2021. Uh, goes to say, I was sitting on my back porch, um, sitting next to my wife, a text. Oh, he was sending his wife a text when he looked up and seen a silver perfect triangle, large and beautiful. I don't know if that's how I would describe it, but uh, lights around the bottom. I was so excited that I dropped my phone and insect repeller when I jumped up out of my chair. The triangle continued to continued at a steady quick pace to the east. Uh, the object just as high as a commercial jet airliner would be, but much larger. The edge lines of this craft were not a perfect triangle shape. So I guess what, okay. How about when you do get reports, what are, do you get more saucer like, sightings or triangle sightings or you know they even say um cigar shaped get um a pretty good lot of the cigar shaped and it pretty much about all the same though it's uh, it's weird it'll be uh we'll get a bunch of reports of triangles and then a bunch of reports of cigar shaped ones and uh, i don't i don't hear very many saucer shaped ones like you used to like 
in the 40s and 50s and even up into the 60s, that was, I think, the primary shape of what people saw was, oh, it was a flying saucer. It was a saucer shape. It was round shape. But you don't hear as much about saucer shapes like you do triangles. Yeah, that seems like the old uh, the old Model T Ford and stuff. They, they've upgraded. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> the Henry Ford of the other world, you know, is – obsolete i guess yeah yeah you don't see a lot of that anymore it's uh mostly triangles what you hear about mostly anymore uh here lately ever since the government put out the tic-tac video just everybody's jumping on the tic-tac train now everybody hey, i seen a tic-tac yeah. too but uh yeah i don't know if they're all that shape it just seems odd to me and then that leads me to believe is it otherworldly or is it our government that uh, the one on that Tic Tac video, that's uh, that's pretty wild. Where it was going down into water, all that junk. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know, though. They got junk forty years in advance of what we know about. Um, probably more than that, I would say. Here is one from Lanette, Alabama, on May twenty second, uh, twenty twenty one was on out boat docked at the marina late at night when I noticed a flash of light appear in my line of sight. I alerted my wife, who turned around to look, and we saw the same multiple objects appearing over and over. Sometimes we would see three to four lights, while other times we would see only one to two lights. When the lights appeared, they traveled from left to right horizontally. Seemed the objects were shining a beam of light outward in the sky, and when the object turned away from us, the light disappeared. Unfortunately, it was a cloudy night, and the beams of light were shining through the cloud cover. The event went on for six minutes. It took us a minute after the first sighting to get the camera going. We suspect these may have been drones, but flying Multiple drones over the lake on a very cloudy night seems risky, as one may lose track of a drone flying in the clouds. If they were drones, they would have to circle back quickly to reappear at the same location in the sky after each pass. And that one has a video with it, so I will attach this in to the YouTube version of this show. Yeah, and then the people can check out the video, and I'll put a link for the people that don't like YouTube. You can go see it for yourself. It's on the MUFON website. Well, that's, I was just going to say for everybody who don't know, Junebug is the brains of this operation. I, when it comes to editing and and pasting and clicking and sending, no, I'm not your guy. I mean. <laughs> I barely know how to turn the computer on, let alone do any of that other stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm not tech savvy whatsoever. I mean, I've had this fancy smartphone for probably a year and a half, and I don't even use half of the stuff that's on it just because I'm not that smart. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, that's why you, if y'all hear me ask Junebug some silly question like that, then now you know why, because – I don't know how to find it, look at it, see it, 
any of that. I've been playing around with that junk for years. Here's one from Toronto, Ohio. I don't know where Toronto, Ohio is. Um, I have never heard of Toronto, Ohio, but this was actually June 4, 2021. Says my youngest son and I witnessed what appeared to be several crafts, but one in particular stood out. I started it started moving super fast, faster than our eyes could keep up with, back and forth, all the while changing colors from bright white to red to I think green to purple. The overall sighting lasted about three hours. Wow, that is a long sighting. Um, shortly after. Uh, Shortly after first seeing the craft, a military plane come from the direction of Pittsburgh and headed in its direction. As I watched from the ground, I quickly understood that the craft never moved, but more or less cloaked itself. Hmm. It reappeared once the military plane was gone. At one point, I consciously asked them to do a certain maneuver to prove that they acknowledged me, to which they complied. A short while after that, a second military plane headed towards them. There were several, but only a handful that actually hung around us. Almost, let me see, almost like they were positioning themselves for something. I was not scared, but my son was. He's only eight. Um, later in the night, on two different occasions, a red glowing orb-looking thing descended closer like it was monitoring a small fire I had going in my backyard. The energy was intense. I could feel little vibrations pulsating throughout my body. I hope to have another experience like it one day. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, there was another wit or a report Man, what was that about? Anyway, where they were talking about they um they in their mind was asking this craft to maneuver a certain way and it was. It was almost like it was you know telepathically communicating back and forth. And I'm seeing more and more of that where People say that, you know, they, in their mind, they say, okay, do a 90 degree turn and then boom, it'll do a 90 degree turn. Chattaqua Lake, New York, May 15th, 2021. My friend and I were fishing heading south from Bamus Point. We were going toward Celeron to dock his pontoon boat. I looked up and directly above the boat was a bright white light heading west to east over the lake about the speed of an airplane. The light looked like a star, but was much brighter and larger. It was traveling quickly, as fast as a plane would, but it was well below where planes and jets fly, maybe a few hundred feet above the boat. I pointed it out to my friend who confirmed that he saw it too, which was a coincidence because we had discussed recent news reports of UFOs earlier in the evening. Could be that... uh, uh, telepathic uh, communication going on here again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we continue to watch it, the light suddenly faded away into the clear sky. A few minutes later, I looked up and the same or similar light object was again above the boat as we traveled south. Again, it moved eastward and vanished. 
in approximately the same location as the first object. But instead of fading away, I would describe it as vanishing instantly. At that point, I sent another friend of mine a text message at 10.08 p.m. that we just saw two UFOs in the sky above the lake. At 10.21, again, the same or similar light appeared above the boat. At, my goodness, he's got the coordinates here. Latitude, 42.124, and longitude, minus 79.354. I was able to video record the object as it tracked above us, passing well beneath a passenger jet that was also in the sky and over toward the eastern side of the lake. It went further than the other objects and didn't vanish. It paused, turned southeast, and began tracking us down the lake until we lost sight of it. Given the darkness of the night and the fact that I only had a cell phone, the video is poor quality, but it contains our description of the events. Several minutes later, we spotted another light above the boat moving west, but vanishing before I could get it on video. Another few minutes later, we spotted a sixth light, this time much higher in the sky, before it flashed a red light and appeared to split into two parts while vanishing. This one here, I want to put a link for the video be able to check that one out too. That's also on MUFON's website. You know, we, um, I do a lot of fishing at night out on the boat and frog gigging and things. And when you don't have, you know, especially in certain areas out in rural where we are, um, when you turn your lights out and you look up at the sky, oh man, it's, it's almost intimidating, but it's really neat because you, see every now and then maybe a satellite and I mean that sucker will be flying I mean it's cruising across the sky and it is so high up that I mean you know it's not a plane but when you see like a an actual fallen star or a meteor and it leaves the trail behind it I mean that's just to me that's one of the coolest things that you get to see that's rare but it's not so rare that you'll never see it, but it's just kind of cool. And it happens so quick. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, did you see that? <laughs> and usually the people with you go, huh, what? <laughs> yeah. And by the time you point it out, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And out west, especially at night, like you get out, say, in uh, New Mexico or Arizona, well, even up in Wyoming and the flatter part of the, of, uh, the um, high desert, you see them. And they last, I mean, it may last, you know, usually you see one last a second, maybe a second and a half. But I've seen them out there go like two, three, sometimes four seconds all the way across. And you're like, oh, my God, it'll light up the whole sky. And it's like, that is cool. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Yeah, those are neat. Those are real neat. This one is from Amelia, Ohio, which is just north of Cincinnati. Um, it's a very short one. Uh, this happened on May 23rd, uh, 2021. Lights went dark, then went bright white, and saw it for over 15 minutes. It never moved. Uh, then it went away, and it was gone. I never saw it move. The sky was clear that night, and the shape had sparks coming out. The last view 
was that it had a black shape in the middle and white around it, and then it was gone. Well, that wish, is a uh, very vague description. <laughs> I wish they would go into a little more detail. Just a little more detail, yeah. This one is a older story, but it's a really good story. I have mentioned this one on the show before, I think probably on the Stan Gordon episode, maybe. But I just kind of gave a summary of it. So here is the actual report that we received over in the UFO group, Appalachian UFO Research Society. This was on uh, February 28th, 2021, not too long ago. At 1.45 this morning, I was on my way home from Oak Ridge to Blount County, Tennessee, traveling on I-140 to Lipsy Parkway. As I was on a bridge crossing Fort Loudon Lake, a flying object flew under the bridge and continued following a bend of lake. It was at least 150 feet long and 40 to 60 feet wide. It was dark with orange lighting. At one point, it came to a complete stop. Some lava-looking stuff came out of it and went into the lake. This lasted about 10 seconds. Then it started moving again along the route of lake. It was silent except for the sound of sludge hitting the water. It flew around 50 feet above water. I could see a slight wake in water as it moved. It happened about an hour ago. And he sent that at 2.46 a.m. February 28th. And we posted that story on the UFO page, Appalachian UFO Research Society. I asked him a few questions about, uh, about the lights and stuff. He wrote back and said the lighting was on the sides and the bottom. He said, uh, I was crossing the bridge when it passed under. So I was actually above it at one point. So I asked him if he was on foot or driving. And he said, I was driving. I pulled over after I got off the bridge. When I posted that story on the UFO page, there was a lady down in Tennessee in that same area. She said that she saw the same thing. So there was at least two witnesses. It was uh, on the interstate, but it was late at night. So there probably wasn't many people out, but we do know there was two witnesses. And the lady who also saw it was with her husband. They were going home and they were driving over the lake on that bridge. And she saw it. She pointed at it and hollered at her husband, hey, that over there, there's a thing in the water. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he kept driving. He didn't look at it. And so he kept going, and then she lost sight of it. But she did see it. So it was pretty neat that uh, there was two witnesses to that thing. Well, my wife had a sighting here. Mm, in Ashland, Kentucky, but it's been 20 some odd years ago. They were, um, I can't remember why she was out that late. I think she was, she, something I had my, my daughter had a bad headache and 
one of them kind that, you know, they just make you want to cry. And I think she had her over to the emergency room and she'd been over a while and they were coming back home. And it was about, I don't know, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And as they were crossing the Ashland bridge, crossing the Ohio river from Ashland into Ohio, she said there was something that flew over the bridge that was really pretty low. And see my wife, she uh, she don't foo-foo a lot of this stuff, but she's one of them that don't pay a whole lot of attention to things like that. And when I mention something like it to her, I get an eye roll usually, like, oh, whatever. But she actually came home. When she came home that night, she was telling me about it. And even my daughter said, yeah, Dad, it was really weird. It was real low. And I said, well, what was it shaped like? And if I remember right, I think she said it was saucer shaped, Um, but she said it was literally just right above the bridge in the city of Ashland. When you come across the bridge right there, it's fairly lit up Um, and going across the bridge, it's fairly lit up, but the lights are pointing down at the surface of the bridge. They're not up. So above the the structure of the bridge i mean it's dark it's pretty dark but the lights are shining down on the surface of the bridge and she said it went went over fairly quick it was like it was following the rivers what she said and i mean i guess that would be that would make some sense because i mean that would be the perfect roadmap really if you think about it i mean there's what like I guess guys who fly helicopters and airplanes and everything else they use waterways as reference points. So yeah, that's just kind of little little tidbit that she gave me. I want to get a hold of somebody who's actually had like a close close encounter, like got so close they peed herself or something. <laughs> but usually those kind of people. Keep that to themselves. They don't say, hey, guess what? I had an alien come down and I peed on myself. Yeah, they don't uh, don't get that out very often. Do they? No. <laughs> so we got to give a shout out. Oh, yeah. To if you guys ever get a chance. I'm pretty confident Seth does these every day. Well, it's in the name. It's called Seth's Daily Podcast. If you go on YouTube and look up Seth's Daily Podcast, I think Junebug may be able to put some kind of link on some kind of page somewhere in the inner world up here, the web, the fancy facey space book thing um, to check him out. But we were on his show a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, it's only been about a week, hasn't it? Yeah, about that. Um, but he's pumping us up big time on his show. So we're returning the favor. Um Check him out, Seth's Daily Podcast. He talks about anything, you name it, anything. He talks to singers, guitar players, UFO people, rappers. Um, he had Joe Tetai on there from um, uh, Dual Survivor. He's talked to him a couple times. Um, but Seth's just a cool cat, man. Check him out. He was on um, an actual radio show. Uh, called Here to Chew Bubblegum. They're on WXLR down in 
Pikeville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can I can remember it's Pikeville or Prestonsburg, but yeah, down in Pikeville, Kentucky, um, WXLR. I don't know what the numbers are, uh, but if you look up WXLR Pikeville, Kentucky, I'm sure you can find it. But yeah, he he did their show. Um, we may have something in the works with those folks as well here in the next couple of months. We'll let you know when we finalize something. But, um, yeah, man, you get a chance to check him out. Seth's Daily Podcast. Occasionally, I get the opportunity to go in there with him as well, and I kind of make his life miserable because that's just what I do. Um, but yeah, check him out. Good people. Check him out. Yeah, Seth's a cool cat. Uh, now you was telling me last week we were going to do some shout outs to people who were listening from around the world which blew my mind because I thought really only my well not even my wife listens to this show so (laughs) I've not had mine listening yet either so far (laughs) well I've been doing this off and on for well four or five was five years six years and I think she may have listened to maybe 20 minutes of a show and I get the eye roll and it's like, you're a grown man. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) And I know you said something there. We got people listening from Germany, shouting out to Germany. In Sweden, Uh, whoever is listening to Sweden, you need to get in touch with us. You've been uh, pretty loyal. We don't know your name, but we see you. (laughs) Yes, please contact us. How can they contact us? Send us an email in dark places pod at hotmail.com. There you go. Or give me, give Junebug a call at 304. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't dare do that. <laughs> We've got a, on our Simplecast uh, provider server guy uh, place, they, uh, they give us a list of all the countries that are listening. So we don't technically see you, Sweden. We just know you're there. So don't freak out. We we're not watching you. <laughs> we're not the NSA, or are we? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> no, this there was a guy. Now I want to I want to put this out there because he hasn't got back in contact with us. There was a guy that contacted us on the YouTube page from Oak Hill, Ohio. Please get back in touch with us. I'm fifth. I'm twenty five minutes from you. We can meet up. We can talk about what you wanted to talk about, but I got to know how to get a hold of you. So get back a hold of us either through the YouTube or from what Junebug just said. How can he get a hold of us? In dark places pod at hotmail.com. There you go. Or call Junebug at 304 No, I wouldn't dare do that again. Um, but yeah, man, please get a hold of us because I would love to meet up with you and talk with you. Yeah, holler at us, man. So we thank you guys for listening once again. And we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in every week. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Say goodnight, Nick. Good night.